Welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Each day we'll look at a text from the weekly readings from the Westgate Church Bulletin. We will look at background material and also application of the text. So once again, welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Our reading today comes from John chapter 19, verses 38 through 42. And in this account, we have the burial of Jesus, the preparation for his burial. And this is important because this is a Friday. Jesus is crucified on Friday. This is Good Friday. And he comes off the cross and is getting toward the evening. And in the Jewish reckoning, when the sun went down, the new day started. So Sabbath day is upon him. And this is a high holy Sabbath. And so Jesus will need to be buried really quick. And so we have two people come forward that are very important, very influential, that help bury the body of Jesus. I want you to notice who these people are and think about who these guys are and why it's important. Also realize when New Testament writers name someone, it's important for a lot of reasons. Now, one theory is that people are named because it's like footnotes. And a lot of times when you write a research paper in, in today's world, you do a lot of footnotes and you give references to your research and people can go look up those references and make sure what you're saying, what you're positing in your paper and your research is actually accurate. And so many people that study the Gospels, especially, or in the book of Acts, two historical books, when these writers give names, in a sense, they're footnoting this and going, okay, you know who Joseph of Arimathea is. You know who Nicodemus is. They're well-known people. If you don't believe my testimony, go ask them because they're still around. So whenever you have a name given, that seems like kind of a throwaway, like they really wouldn't have to give you the name of that person. You need to pay close attention because the writer is saying that for a reason. So these two fellows are named here, and it's really important that we're given their names. But let's just read through this short, these short passage really quick uh, as we think about the burial of Jesus. This is verse 38 of John 19. After these things, Joseph of Arimathea, who was a disciple of Jesus, but secretly for fear of the Jews, asked Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus. And Pilate gave him permission, so he came and took away his body. Nicodemus also, who earlier had come to Jesus by night, came bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about 75 pounds in weight. So they took the body of Jesus and bound it in linen cloths with spices, as is the burial custom of the Jews. Now in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden, and in the garden a new tomb, in which no one had yet been laid. So because of the Jewish day of preparation, since the tomb was close at hand, they laid Jesus there. Notice a few details really quick, just some quick overview here. This is done really quickly. Uh, Sabbath day is nice. They really don't get to finish the job. And that's going to set us up for chapter 20, where Mary Magdalene and some of the other ladies come to finish the job of preparing Jesus' body for burial. But when you think of Jewish burial practices, there'd be a tomb and it would be possibly a cave hewn out of rock. And there would be a slab, uh, the slab of preparation where the body would be laid and the body would be prepared and wrapped and, and there'd be aromatic spices and, and the body would be anointed uh, with fragrant uh, things because, of course, there'd be a stench at some point. And after the body was prepared, the body would be put in a niche in the tomb. And much later, once the body decayed completely, a person would come along they would collect the bones of the deceased victim, and they would put the bones in what's called an ossuary or a bone box. And that box would be buried to give more room for the tomb so more family members could be buried there. 
So Jesus is buried in a pretty wealthy tomb. This is a tomb of a wealthy person in a garden. So that's an important detail that a rich man um, will bury Jesus. There's actually a prophecy about that in the Old Testament. But notice it's Joseph of Arimathea. And we see a transformation in this guy. He is a very connected guy. He's a very rich person. He is a secret disciple of Jesus because he was afraid. But something changes in Joseph. And what John is telling us is Joseph now has courage. He goes from a secret follower to a very public follower. And let me explain why this is a big deal. Under Roman law, a person that was crucified or executed, there usually would not be a burial for that person. It's usually prohibited. We know from Tacitus and other Roman sources that was not very common. So we learn two things about this story in the first place. Number one, Joseph of Arimathea has some influence. He goes and asks for the body of Jesus. Typically, an executed victim does not get a burial. So this is a big deal. Secondly, Pilate possibly really did not believe in the accusations against Jesus. Pilate, you know he was reluctant all the way through. He really did not see that Jesus was worthy of this kind of death. So probably those two things coming together. But here's the thing to remember. Joseph of Arimathea, this is a a longstanding tradition that going and asking for the body of a rebel, of a person that was accused of treason, basically, was very dangerous. That if you come out in the open and say, I am his follower, they could put you to death, too. Matter of fact, Pilate learned this very well from his patron, Sejanus, in Rome. So this took guts for Joseph to do this because he had no idea how Pilate would respond because the typical law would be he wouldn't get the body. So it shows us that Joseph has some guts. He is no longer a secret follower. He is coming out in the open. And then Nicodemus, who throughout the Gospel of John is is changing and, and you're having this metamorphosis in Nicodemus, where Nicodemus in John 3 comes in the cover of the night. He's part of the Jewish ruling class. And we also see in other places where he kind of stands up for Jesus with the Sanhedrin. Now he comes and he brings a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about 75 pounds. Now, this is a lot. We know that other uh, great Jewish teachers, I believe Gamaliel, someone brought 80 pounds of spices to his burial. This is a lot. Some would say this is thousands and thousands of denarii worth of Uh, spices and aloes. One denarius would be a day's wages for a day laborer. So this would be up to some say even maybe 30,000 denarii uh, worth of material that he brings. We're talking about a fortune. Uh, So Nicodemus was very wealthy, but this is a very costly gift. This, This shows you how well Nicodemus thought of Jesus. So Nicodemus in some sense is coming out in the open that he is identified with Jesus. And here's the irony of this thing. Here's these two guys that have been secret followers, kind of following from afar, and they are actually more faithful to Jesus right now than his own public followers were. We know that his closest disciples really abandoned him. And so you have these two secret followers who are burying the body of Jesus, and they're preparing the body. Now, here's a really neat side note. If you like archaeology and you like Holy Land experiences, the the tomb of the Holy Sepulcher in, in Jerusalem for the longest, it's been really debated about where Jesus' tomb really is. But more and more scholars and archaeologists are starting to come to the realization that that could actually be the real burial place of Jesus, at least in that region. Either that tomb where the Church of the Holy Sepulchre is located, 
um, is the real place Jesus was buried or right in that area? Because that was a first century burial area. So it fits the description. Uh, so we know that, that Christians up in at least back to the second century know for sure knew that site of his burial. So there's a little negative knowledge for you with that I find fascinating when you connect the Bible to history. But Jesus is buried in this garden. And I just want you to think about, just rethink this story of his burial. So many times we kind of fly through this. We look at the crucifixion. We look at the resurrection. But we don't see the behind the scenes stuff going on in the burial of Jesus. These two guys probably don't get enough credit. Joseph of Arimathea is a really good guy. What he does is awesome. He gives Jesus his tomb. This is probably his family tomb that he buries the Lord in. Here's a man that is giving up something very precious to Jewish families. Land was a premium in Jerusalem and burial plots were, were hard to find. And he does this for the Lord. And then Nicodemus comes in and gives this extravagant gift that shows how much he cares about the Lord Jesus Christ. And the good news is in just a few days, he will be raised from the dead, never to die again. The victory of the resurrection but as of right now, Jesus is in the cool of the tomb, awaiting the day of his resurrection. I want to go back and read now that we've kind of filled in some of these blanks. Maybe you can appreciate this reading a little bit better this time through. So let's read. This is John 19, 38 through 42. After these things, Joseph of Arimathea, who was a disciple of Jesus, but secretly for the fear of the Jews, asked Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus. And Pilate gave him permission. So he came and took away his body. Nicodemus also, who earlier had come to Jesus by night, came bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about 75 pounds in weight. So they took the body of Jesus and bound it in linen cloths with the spices, as is the burial custom of the Jews. Now in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden, and the garden a new tomb, in which no one had yet been laid. So because of the Jewish day of preparation, since the tomb was close at hand, they laid Jesus there. Well, I appreciate you tuning in today and listening to today's reading and podcast. I pray you're having a wonderful Holy Week. I pray these readings are, are edifying you and building you up in the Lord. And I would love to see you back tomorrow as we get into John chapter 20. God bless.